Our next guest is a digital marketing expert, and you're definitely going to learn a lot about digital marketing in this particular interview, but it's not the main point of the episode. Lori Hibma knows the importance of going above and beyond the confines of business relationships. In fact, it's very important. So I'm going to let Lori tell you all about it as we start episode number 120 right now. Welcome to Women Really Mean Business presented by Athena international the podcast that tells you the story of how women are impacting business one guest at a time now here's your host jeff Bolitnikoff, with another successful woman and her unique business journey Women Really Mean Business, presented by Athena International, and I'm Jeff Litnikoff, and we have what you could describe as a digital expert on the line, but not just a digital expert, but somebody that helps you figure out your digital solutions so that when you're out into the marketplace and you're building your business, you really essentially have a team behind you. And the name of the company is CP Solutions. And you can go to mycpsolutions.com if you want to know more about them. And I give you Lori Hibma, who is the founder and chief marketing officer of CP Solutions. So excited to talk to you. Thanks for your time this week, Lori. Hi, Jeff. Thank you. It's, it's a pleasure. Hey, it is uh, It is great to talk to you. And I'll tell you that from your bio, and I want you to take the jumping off point from here, and then, of course, as listeners know, the guest drives the interview. So you, I'm starting you off, but you, you drive this car in any direction you want. And But from your bio, which I thought was really interesting, it said, she is known to pull out all the stops in order to help busy professionals build their presence online and in turn, their businesses. So I'll tell you what. I am sure that the ears of the folks listening right now just perked up because digital marketing is a very complex landscape. You get a lot of differing voices and opinions and you should do this and do that and do that. And to have somebody and a firm behind them that will help them navigate this space has got to be really gratifying for a lot of folks. So I'll, I'll leave it to you to take it from there, Lori. All right. Well, thank you, Jeff. So, you know, I've listened, Jeff, to quite a few of your podcasts, and I'm a big fan of Athena. And so when you're talking about empowering people and empowering women specifically with Athena, but empowering people when they're starting a business, you know, it's it's often overlooked all the nitty-gritty that goes into starting a business. And you usually start a business because you're interested in something. You've found something that keeps you up at night, right? You found something that excites you and that's what you've decided to go into business for. And the way we have built our business and when they say I pull out all the stops is we, we're a little bit different. Um, we stick with our clients for years, years and years and years. A lot of our clients have been with us since the beginning of time when I started the company in 2010. And I've had clients that even Prior to 2010, I was doing some, you know, side hustle work for them who have come back to me and asked me to do more. And one of the things that is, you know, comes from that is the fact that we're going to do whatever it takes. And a lot of times we're doing things that fall outside the marketing arena. So you go to a digital agency and they're going to ask you all sorts of questions and they're going to 
want to know what your goals are and what kind of audience you're trying to attract. But it goes so much deeper than that. Digital marketing and marketing in general used to be its own little business silo. And now, in order for it all to work, you have to be paying attention to so many more factors that go into the marketing platforms you use. You have to be paying attention to how that's impacting your bank account in a big way, which, I mean, we always knew about ROI, but with paid ads and all the different things that go into that, where the money is kind of coming out of the bank account every single day, you really have to stay on top of that. And so with our clients, when we're pulling out all the stops, we're not just talking to them about their marketing. Sometimes we're driving to wherever they're at or flying to wherever they're at and we're visiting their businesses and we're going over their accounting with them and we're, we're paying attention to so much more than just the marketing aspect. And it, it gives us the freedom to really, really hone in on what they want with them but also really develop that relationship where they know they can count on us. How do you develop something like this? I've always been fascinated to see something like this built from the ground up, especially when digital means so many different things to so many different people. Digital could mean content, for example, could mean a video or a blog, or it could mean to a lot of people, it means social media. And I think a lot of people come into a kind of a digital situation and they might be a little foggy about it. So you have to design not only a business that will help people understand the digital space and how it fits into their business and how it can, as you said, drive an ROI for them, but also do it in such a way that you can be profitable and keep your team working. So I just love to hear your perspective and all that because it is quite a space to put your arms around. The digital, the digital space is only getting more complex. Right. So, I mean, how did we develop the relationships we have with our clients that get us involved in so much more than just their digital marketing or just their, their marketing and advertising in general. And the, the answer to that question, Jeff, is that we have cultivated relationships with our clients. I've had clients call me and they're not calling me about their marketing or they're not calling me about their, their business in general. They may be calling me because they're having a life crisis or they may be calling me because they had some kind of tragedy hit their life and they're reaching out to people they know are going to be there for them. So, I mean, that's how you start down that process is, is you have to just be there. You have to be really, really present for your clients. And we have always been both myself and my CEO, um, who is also now the, the co-owner of the business. We both regularly give out our cell numbers. We're both regularly on the phone late and early. We're ready for our clients. Our team is ready for our clients. Some of the most satisfying work I have done is when I have a client tell us that we've literally just turned their life around. Sometimes it's because of their digital marketing that's built their business that's given them the life they want. But sometimes, too, it's just because they needed a friend in business. They needed somebody that they knew wasn't just out to, you know, rake them over the coals. They needed somebody they knew would care. And that is something that comes with a relationship. That is something that comes when you foster those relationships with your clients. You know, our clients, they, they get miscellaneous things in the mail from us. They get cards. We let them know happy birthday. We're connecting with them on 
on the social platforms on a personal level. I just really don't believe that you can be in business and have a, a lasting relationship with any client if you aren't willing to sacrifice a little of who you are. So it sounds to me like you know you have the all of the and as you say in your bio you're a self-proclaimed techie but it's not really about the, yeah. it's really not about the technical part it's not about all the systems and like you had said earlier the paid ads and all the different things that you can do in the digital space it's really starting with that trust first and then once somebody trusts you and you build a relationship then you can build a business so it sounds to me like it's people first and then technology second when it comes to your shop. Oh, definitely, definitely. I mean, I, I believe that somebody called you, you should be able to get back to them definitely within 24 hours. That's our. That's like the, the longest period of time I allow my team to go without responding. I believe that you over-communicate as much as you possibly can. We've put so many different systems in place that actually allow us to communicate with our clients so that they do know they come first. They do know they can call us any time of day. They know they're going to get a response. They know we're not going to be that digital marketing agency that, you know, hey, I left four messages. It took you two weeks to get back to me. No, that's we're not going to do that. That's not the way you do business. That's not the way you, you build relationships. So customer service, client satisfaction, the client experience is actually the best way I would express that is the most critical part of our business. And I think that, you know, the client experience starts with people, not with System. Well, let's talk about the processes you had to put in place to make all that happen and then the vision that you had to communicate to your team, because I'm sure a lot of people that are listening right now, they're in various industries, but everybody's got customers and everybody has people they serve. And a lot of people listening, of course, have employees. Some, some are solopreneurs, but a lot have employees. So what would your advice be? to creating this kind of culture and these processes that when somebody encounters CP solutions, they're getting a consistent experience of positive customer service? Um, well, I think the, the big thing that you have to think about is from the top down. I mean, it always rolls downhill as we say in business. And uh, I, I think that you have to, the first thing you have to do is lead by example. My team knows I work hard. They know our, my CEO and, and co-owner work hard. They know that I owned and operated the business solely for 11 years. And they saw the long hours. They saw the time and the commitment I was making to the team. So they know that they have to have that same type of commitment to each other on the team. And, and I do believe in that thing that says, if I take care of my people, my people will take care of my clients. And the one thing that's just really, really critical to me is that my team knows that I'm there for them, it, not just professionally, but personally as well. And so one system that we've always had is, you know, certain things like, okay, we have a 24-hour communication policy. All emails, all phone calls receive a response within 24 hours, even if that response is, oh, wow, we have to get back to you on that because that's going to take some research. But the, at least the clients know we heard them. They, we heard their request. We heard what they wanted, and we're going to get back to them. 
team also knows. I mean, we, we have a, an amazing team, but they know that we're going to sacrifice. And so those sacrifices, the team then actually kind of creates their own systems. Jeff, they, they, they look at the sacrifices we're making and then they make their own sacrifices for the clients. We, I haven't had to, oh my gosh, in years and years and years, I haven't had to sit down with a team member and say, you know, it, it's just really apparent to me you don't care. I haven't said that to a team member in, oh my gosh, uh, years and years and years. I mean, probably said it when I began the business just because I didn't know how to be a good manager or a good boss to begin with, good leader. But I haven't had to say that to a team member in a long time. So, you know, to give you an example, like we have an unlimited vacation and an unlimited sick time policy. And people always ask me, well, how do you do that? And it's becoming more and more popular. But one of the reasons we do that is because I do believe that you have to be able to live life. So if you work hard, you should be able to play hard. And those are benefits that we really definitely increase, you know, include in our benefit package for our employees. And that creates a system for them too, because there've been many times we've had employees who were on vacation and they're taking phone calls and they're fixing things while they're on vacation. And they're doing that because they know they're going to get more vacation. We're not going to just hold them hostage over, you know, client needs. We're going to make sure we pay back that we pay it forward. That is a very interesting approach. And, and you really kind of put it and we only have about a minute before we roll into our last few questions, but just quickly, if you could, it seems to me that what's just happening is, is people are saying, you know what? This is really on me. I have my bosses saying, you know what? I trust you and I trust you to take care of the client and you can have as much vacation or as much sick time as you want. And it seems to me that they're, they're just sitting there like, well, you know what? It's on me to take care of those people. So, cause I don't really, there's not really a, there would not be really a good excuse to not to, right? Right. I mean, and that's the thing is self accountability. And that we didn't always have that, you know, we, there were, there were a time where of course you go through phases when you're building a business and you learn from micromanagement and you learn all the good and the bad and the ugly. And, and then you learn how to do it better. And um, there was a time when we, we were not that company. And the good news is we are now. And, and then the team stepped up, they are doing a great job. They take on their own accountability. They hold each other accountable, which is, even better yet, because then if they're holding each other accountable, that really takes it away from any kind of management team having to do that, having to ride, you know, an employee. And with that being the case too, though, when they're holding each other accountable, when somebody does mess up, it's, it's really apparent and the team isn't surprised. You know, when, when something happens and a team member is, is let go or we decide, you know what, this is just not a good fit anymore nobody's surprised at that point because they're holding each other accountable. So they see what's happening long before most of the time, long before management does. All right, let's head into our last few questions here. Of course, I suggest that people visit my cpsolutions.com. Very content rich website. You can meet your team. I'm speaking to the listener now. You can meet the team. There's a blog, all sorts of social media channels to check out, a free consultation, all the other good stuff. But, Lori, what are some other resources you might suggest people plug into? 
Yeah, so on top of the website, there's a couple of different things. We have a, a podcast, the show that's launching July 1st, and it's called Before Happy Hour. So definitely pay attention to that. And we're going to be talking about everything that happens before happy hour um, with business. And we're going to, there's, there's going to be a website that goes with that. So beforehappyhour.com. We've got the podcast show that's coming. And then just really pay attention to the, the CP Solutions website and the social media channels. We have another website. It's called vmdservices.com. And that's a separate marketing agency that we have. So we actually have two. And that's a great place to go and look. That's geared more towards the health industry and it's going to continue to grow. And then in addition, we have some training. The, the whole recent challenges that we've all encountered have really given us the platform to bring forward a training program that we've been working with for about a year now. And we've built out a, an entire remote training, remote hire, remote train and work from home platform. So it's actually going to be really exciting. So there's going to be a lot coming, but paying attention to those websites would be the best thing. And what's really great too is listeners know we're recording this in June 2020, but the podcast is going to be released as you're hearing it. It's February. So Lori and I went from uh, summertime to now we're shivering as you're listening to this. But <laughs> that means that uh, you're going to be able to hear the before happy hour and there's probably going to be several episodes and all the other good stuff. So that's going to be wonderful. Lori, let's head into the last question here and this is a give you the floor question. I'm going to hand the mic over to you and you can take the podcast in any direction you want as we close out. Lori Hibma of CP Solutions, founder and chief marketing officer. The floor is yours. All right. Well, and you know, one of the things, Jeff, is I've been looking at and reviewing your podcast and looking and paying attention to, to Athena as a whole. One of the things that just kind of struck me, especially if, if with this playing in February of 2021, there's going to be a lot of changes that have happened in the last 12 months. And I, I would really like to just spend some time encouraging those people who are wondering, there's going to be a lot of people who have started a business and they're, they're kind of questioning whether or not they should have or what the heck they were thinking. Cause I think everybody that's an entrepreneur does that. But I guess I would just like to encourage those people as far as what that looks like and, and know that people don't just, Start, they don't they don't grow up one day grow up saying I'm going to be an entrepreneur they they it usually there's a reason that happens and a lot of times it is you know necessity that causes that so I guess I would just tell them a little bit about my story and then hopefully it encourages somebody to keep going and you know during the time that I led up to my business starting my business I've always had something going on the side I got married young had children worked multiple side jobs to give the the family spare income, most of which I did as my own boss and later went on to get a IT degree. I grew up watching my father have his own accounting firm. And so I originally wanted to be an artist. So you don't go into being an artist with the idea that you're going to get rich because that does not happen. And I, I just really over the, the decades have spent a lot of time picking myself back up. Um, and I think that when you are in those positions and you have to make decisions, what I would call life-turning events, I think it's really important that people keep two, a couple things in mind. Um, never stay down and always question your own thinking. 
status quo just doesn't exist. So if you're, if your thinking is the same as it was last week or the week before or the week before, or you just feel like you're stuck, you should be questioning your own thinking and asking yourself, you know, not why, why am I here? Why am I doing this? Why, why, why? Get, get rid of the why questions and start asking what and how. What am I supposed to learn from this? What am I supposed to be taking away from this? What do I need to learn from my current situation, right? Learn your life lessons. What is the lesson? So you have to start asking yourself the right question. And you'll know if you ask the right what question, so what if or what am or what do, you'll know if you ask the right question if it makes you move, if it makes you take a step. And then after you figure that question out, and it's different for everybody, then you have the how. How do I move forward? Okay. Take stock in everything that you have before you really start down that. Make sure you have a thought process. It doesn't mean you have to have a full-blown business plan. I started with $35 in the bank and on a whim, quite frankly, in summer of 2010. So, I would just say make sure you you can then say take stock of what your resources are. Make sure that money is not the answer to your resource question. Money is just a tool. If that's the reason you're doing it, you need to switch your thinking and really think about money as a tool to accomplish something, not just accumulate because accumulation of, is, of money is just never going to be the thing that makes you happy. Steve Jobs, if you ever haven't read his book, I suggest reading it. That's a perfect example of some different things that he has said towards the end of his life. And other than that, really take stock of what you've got going. Make sure you have a plan for support, that you have people who stand behind you, not just for business building network support. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the people who've always got your back. Um, I have my husband. I think that it's critical that you have that person that you know you can count on. I know my husband's going to catch me every time I, I leap and then look. So that's always a big deal. I have my children. My children always tease me and tell me that I've got two speeds and it's stop and fast. And when I'm stopped, it's because I'm sleeping. So, you know, they just, it's just really, really critical that you take some stock of where you're at and then build your own promises. And when I say that, I mean build promises that you have to make your, to yourself. Um, you have to identify what those promises are. My biggest promise is that I'm going to live my life fully. I've seen too many people waste their life. And I want to be able to say that I always did something, everything I could, and that the people who knew me never questioned whether or not I was living fully or contributing to others, to my community, to my family, to my friends, to my business, to my team. doesn't mean I always have to be on the move. I can take it easy, but it does mean that I need to be content with where I'm at, regardless of the situation. And then the last piece of advice I guess I would give Jeff is be intentional. Every day you have to do something that you are focused on with intentionality. Well, that's great, Lori. I really appreciate you sharing all those insights and definitely the interview where we talked about a wide range of things. And I'm sure people got a lot out of it. And again, Lori Hibma, founder and CMO of CP Solutions, mycpsolutions.com. Thank you very much for your time this week. 
Thank you, Jeff. It was a pleasure. On the next episode of Women Really Mean Business, presented by Athena International, Debbie Anderson is in touch with the magical sphere of spirituality. But you know, her success was by no means a miracle. You're going to hear how she used her passion and hard work to promote her gifts and live authentically. Here's a bit from Debbie. And of course, as I think it was William Nelson that said, uh, it took me 50 years to become an overnight success. So when we, when we place that into its actual reality, that it does take time, effort, and certainly passion, which I think this is truly where anybody that starts a business, sometimes it's out of need, sometimes it's out of passion, but when we connect the two together, then it always works. Like Debbie, we are grounded in passion and hard work, but we do need your help. Two simple things you can do. Rate and review the podcast, plus share the episodes that you find relevant. If you can do those two things, you will help us out immensely. Regardless, thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week.